Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. How are y'all doing? Welcome to the show. Um, Got an interesting and good show for you. It's going to be one of those things where it's a dual process. Uh, we're going to be talking about the process and also the content. Um, tonight's show, we're going to be talking about things you should let go of, things you need to just accept, which means we're going to also be talking about how to practice acceptance and letting go of things. So it's content and form. I think it's one of the most necessary and helpful things within mental health is acceptance. And I think it's a very, very, very uh, misunderstood concept. I think some believe that to accept something means that you are allowing it or uh, uh, choosing it or enjoying it or saying it's okay. Let's go with that. That's probably the most difficult part of it. If people are saying, but but this isn't okay, what maybe we're, we're talking about. And acceptance isn't saying I'm okay with what's happening. Acceptance is saying I'm going to have a healthy relationship with something I cannot change. Something that's changeable, do it. Make the changes that are possible. But there's a lot of things in life that just are, and we need to just accept and allow. And there's some things in life that maybe are going to have to be accepted for, for now, time limited. And then there's some things that maybe we can change, but that change process isn't going to be immediate, or it's not a linear process of consistent improvement. Acceptance, I think, is the key to mental health, not letting things bother you. We... we uh, we live in a world of poor impulse control. We don't know how to regulate ourselves. I think if everyone worked on, I think there's like two or three things that would improve everyone's lives in the world and it would be more care and compassion for ourselves and those around us. And also really learning self-regulation, which a key part of that is quickly understanding a few things. First, that there is a space between the event that occurs in our reaction, but most people don't know that, and that's impulse, where if they're angry, they just run off their mouth or their hand you know, flies off. But there's a space between trigger and reaction, and that's where choice lives. And we talked about this before. Healthy people will say, okay, wait a second, what's going on? What's the appropriate response based on what's happening around me? They're able to quickly assess that. Um, they're able to roll with the punches. There's a flexibility. When we talk about psychological health, when we talk about even neurological health, um, we talk about flexibility, ad adaptation. Um, and I would say those are probably the two p key pieces. Are you able to have, um, 
are, do you have a wealth of resources? Do you have a wealth of skills to accommodate all the different things that you're going to encounter and have to deal with out in the world? A healthy brain, a healthy body, a healthy psych, a healthy psyche, a healthy relationship is able to roll with things. Um, there's so many different metaphors for it. And my older brother was reminding me of one and I always, always miss misquote or reference this one, but it's, um, from Eastern philosophy. And it's basically that if we stand still and stiff, the wind, which is a metaphor for things that occur in life, difficult, strong, powerful things, it's just going to crack us. It's going to break us. But the plants and trees and flowers that survive are the ones that are able to bend back and forth with the wind. Same thing even with buildings here in LA where we have a lot of earthquakes. Buildings are retrofitted so that they have the ability to sway and to move with whatever's happening with the earth beneath. Where old buildings, if an earthquake happened, they were stiff and straight and sturdy, they would crack in half. But the, 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 the more resilient, robust ones can, wait, can uh, move back and forth. They're on rollers. They have flexibility. They're able to adapt to whatever's happening to the foundation upon which they sit. That is what we're trying to do. Um, my favorite example, and I practice it all the time here in Los Angeles <laughs> because of the weather, is when you go outside, you might be all dressed for the cold weather. And that's my favorite. So I've got my hoodie on, my pants on, and I'm like, oh, ready to tackle the day. I step outside, it's sunny, hot, and bright. Well, nothing I can do about the weather. I'm not happy about it being warmer than I wanted. I'm not saying it's okay that it's warmer than I wanted, but I'm flexible and I'm adaptive. And so I say, okay, I have to accept that it's a lot warmer than I wanted. I go back in the house, take off the hoodie, put on a pair of shorts, t-shirt, and I go back out into the world because I knew that I had a choice. It wasn't just, I'm going to go outside and the triggering event, the temperature is different than I thought. And then reaction, I'm angry. I'm mad. My whole day's ruined. That's what most people do. That's how they move through the world. That's unfortunate. Hurts you hurts the hurts those around you. A healthy person with flexibility and adaption would go, Oh man, what a bummer. I realized that the event occurred. I went outside. The temperature was other than what I wanted. And I have a lot of choices as to how to respond right? There's that gap between event and response. They don't just go right to acting it out. They pause and they say, how do I want to approach this? And they accept, they say, all right, the weather isn't what I wanted. Nothing I can do. I'm going to change and I'm going to go about my business and they move on. They realize a bad moment's not a bad day. A bad day is not a bad week. A bad week is not a bad month. A bad month is not a bad year. They roll with it and they're flexible. Again, change what you can change. If it's an injustice, get loud, fight, push back, make some trouble. But if it's something that's annoying or disappointing or frustrating, we accept and we move on. We let it go. But a lot of couples and individuals hold on to things. And what causes the issue is not the event itself. It's your response. The weather being other than what you wanted isn't good or bad. The problem lies in your response to it, how you choose to encounter it. Stick around. We're going to keep talking about this. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, y'all, we're back, and uh, we're talking tonight about things we need to let go of. And before we kind of go through some of the things that would be really good for individuals and relationships to just let go of, we're first kind of just understanding the topic and we're talking about acceptance and letting things go. And that's the healthy position because what we're always seeking is being adaptive and being flexible and having a lot of different choices and options. And again, we live in a world of severe dysregulation where people just act out immediately everything they're thinking or feeling or frustrated with. And the work is really about letting go of things that we can't change. If someone cuts you off in traffic, let it go. Why, why step into a battle that you're only having with yourself um, over something that is already done and gone and you can't do anything about, but yet some people will ruin their entire morning and lose themselves in road rage um, as though that person was specifically trying to harm you by you know moving into a different lane. Um, so the issue isn't the event. It's, it's our interpretation and our response. I'm not saying it's okay that someone cut you off in traffic, but you have so many different ways to respond. One of them being, okay. And I, and I've, I work with a lot of clients on okaying things, which means not saying it's right, not saying you wanted it, not saying you support it, but you're learning how to accept and allow that which has happened that we have no control over. And that's a powerful, powerful thing. Someone cuts you off in line at a coffee shop. Okay. I'm not going to ruin my morning over it. I'm not going to spike my blood pressure. I'm not going to stress myself out. I'm going to just move on with it, accept it, let it go. There's something so meaningful in that. But but we often just want to step into battle. And I see a lot of couples doing it. So remember, when you're in a relationship, especially a primary, secure, attached relationship, which is what we're seeking, you are, I mean, apply this to any relationship, actually. Parent, child, friend and friend the relationship itself has to matter more 
than the content of the discussion, the debate, or the battle. The relationship itself has to be what you are paying attention to and tracking while having that difficult conversation, debate, or conflict. How well and how healthy you are being within that debate, that conversation, that argument, or that conflict is quickly shown to you as you're watching the person you're talking to and they're responding behaviorally with their body language. Healthy people are, are, are watching the audience and they're saying, am I losing them? Am I upsetting them? And, and again, how well you are as a driver is shown to you and dictated by the comfort of the people in the car with you. Take a glance quickly. Do they look like they're feeling safe and enjoying the ride? Yeah, then you're doing well. If not, then you're not. Conversations are the same for those we care about. We don't place the content and being right or making our point as a higher priority than the, than the people we're trying to have a relationship with before, during, and after this conversation. But most people don't think in those terms. They're like, I just need to make my point. And if I blow this relationship out of the water and doing so, fine. That is not mental health. That is not relational health. It's also just not kind. And you're going to end up on your own. You have to instead prioritize the relationship, which might mean seeing that you're upsetting them, seeing that you're being mean, and you back off or back down and you crank it down a little bit. That's what healthy people do. They adjust as they're watching the person they're talking to. It's called being relational, where your languaging, your tone, the energy is dictated by the relationship you have with this person and the fact that you want them to still stay connected and feel safe with you. And so you are both going through the content of the discussion again, while also, and more importantly, prioritizing the relationship. If you learn nothing else from me, learn that the relationship has to mean more, not whatever point you're trying to make. Like awesome that you, I'm trying to think of the most ridiculous thing. I, I always use these movie examples. You both went to see a movie. You loved it. Your favorite movie. Oh my God, brought you to tears. Your partner hated it. And instead of realizing it's a movie, who cares? You will battle to the death on the drive home why your partner needs to agree with you that it's the best movie ever while ruining the relationship and hurting them. Because of a movie, who cares? Uh, and, and, and a lot of the arguments and fights are over stupid, stupid, stupid things, which later in the show, we're going to talk about some of the top things we need to just let go of. But before we get to that, we're generalizing. It's never over anything meaningful. Who cares whether or not you reminded them or told them something? Your relationship needs to mean more. And if not, you are being very toxic in your relationship. So again, remember, your partner has to matter because the goal is this. The, the health and sustainability of relationships are often determined by the, the core, the, the strength of the core friendship of the couple. And if that strength and that friendship is, is solid and always um, considered, then you're always having conversations. You're not having fights. And that's how it really should be a conversation. Um, I, I, I thought I told you to pick up the kids and you said I didn't. That's not that deep. That should be a conversation. That shouldn't be a conflict. But when we focus more on the content and being right, that's when we are focusing and creating conflict versus saying, look, I'm talking to my wife. I love her. So this should be a conversation. And what we're talking about isn't that deep. And the content and who's right doesn't matter as much as the relationship. And so I'm focusing on, on us and we, and I'm letting go of me versus you. So again, healthy conversations are us and we, where we're on the same team. We're tracking and monitoring and looking at each other to see how it's going versus conflict and fights that don't go well, where it is not about the connection. And I'm not looking at my partner to see how it's going, which is why I always say 
conflict and fights and important information should only be discussed face to face so you can see each other because that's what's required to have a healthy conversation and to track how you're landing on your partner and how you're impacting them. And that is always taken into consideration. And in session, I will always stop someone if when they're saying whatever they're saying or doing whatever they're doing, I'm looking at the other person and they're not paying attention and the other person is getting harmed or upset. I'll say, stop, what's going on with your partner? You are responsible for that. Adjust your tone, adjust your word choice or adjust the process around which this is happening. That's the key concept there. They think it's really about who's right and I'm not listening to that. I don't care about the content. I could put them on mute and I'm watching their process. And I'm saying, like I say all the time, right size it. We're talking about a pair of shoes. They got the wrong shoes. You told them you wanted the red ones, they got the blue ones. That's a three or a four max and you're talking about it like it's a 10. No one kicked your dog or ran over or whatever. It's a pair of shoes. Calm down and crank it down. You're putting that before your partner's mental health. That is not the sign of a healthy relationship or partner. Their mental health comes first. Stick around. We're going to talk more about it. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, y'all. We are back. And today we're talking about things we need to accept and let go of, which is a mental health practice. It is a relational health practice and it is a spiritual practice. We are only, look, we are saying okay to and accepting the things we can't change. We are not dysregulating ourselves. We are letting go of things that don't matter. And more importantly, within the relationships we're in, we are not getting hung up on being right and convincing someone of something. We are monitoring how the conversation's going by looking at the person we're talking to and their discomfort or comfort is letting us know what adjustments need to be made. And we're understanding that uh, the quality of this relationship and the care I have for this other person matters more than me being right or making my point known. And that's a really important skill and, and, and thing to track. And that's why we never have important or difficult conversations over text message, email, or the phone. We need to be looking at the person so we can assess the process and how well it's going. We have to get better about that. That's how a lot of things get off the tracks is because no one's seeing each other. No one's prioritizing the relationship. No one's paying attention to the fact that I'm impacting this other person and they just need to get it out or they just need to make their point. That's dysregulation. It's quite toxic and it's not a good relational skill. It should be conversations. A lot of the things that people are worked up about should be conversations. It should be us sitting together, caring for each other, talking it out, looking for a mutual, mutually beneficial solution and outcome. But if only one of us wins, it's not the best outcome. And if we're harming the other person in making our point and trying to win, that's not a good outcome and you're not doing it right. You're not doing very well. We want to remember to right size things. When something happens that's frustrating or disappointing, that's like a two, a three, or a four. Frustration and disappointment is acceptable. There's nothing wrong with those things happening, but we don't want to crank them up to a 10 and then get aggressive. Most things in life that happen are just annoyances and frustrations. We talked about it on another show as well that we have to allow those things. We don't want to have to fix every frustration or disappointment. Otherwise, we are trying for perfect. Perfect doesn't exist, which again means some things are going to be annoying and frustrating and you just let them be as they are. Later in the show, we're going to talk about what some of those things are. But right now, we're just talking about the global framework. We got to learn to let things go. We can't pick a fight with everything. We can't let everything dysregulate us. A bad moment because you spilled coffee is not a bad morning. It's A bad morning is not a bad day. We have to let that go. It's not honest. It's not about toxic positivity, but it's just not honest. Because as you spilled your coffee, there's still beautiful things happening in your morning. And there's still beautiful things to come. We want to hold both. You can, you can have lost someone. You could have lost your job, and that's horrible. But that doesn't mean the whole day is actually even bad. That is not honest. We are 
we as humans don't know how to work with our minds. And I've talked about this on the show in the past, which is we only know how to make things all good or all bad. We are so polarized. We don't know how to hold both, which is the honest, truthful perspective that yes, that happened and that's bad, but that's still happening in the context of an amazing day. Yes, my partner who I loved and up until they did something annoying is still the person I love. They're both. You just annoyed me and I love you at the same time. We have to learn how to hold opposites. We have to learn how to hold complexity and nuance. Same thing, same thing with our relationships. We're upset and now I hate all of you and I don't realize that I'm still responsible for you and care about you and that the person you were before I was upset with you is still the person you are now. We struggle with that. We want to make everyone or everything all bad or all good. We don't know how to hold both. And it's a very complex process. Um, and I've seen some people do it so eloquently. Uh, where they apply empathy and softness. I was, I don't know if I shared this example on the show or not, but it was so touching for me. Um, a, uh, it's a long story, but I'll keep it very short. There's a famous celebrity who has won a lot of awards and a lot of races and was convicted, I believe, um, wholeheartedly for having doped, having used you know performance enhancing drugs. And that, that's what helped them win. And they were getting interviewed far after this happened uh, by a spiritual leader. And um, the spiritual leader had opened the entire discussion by saying, so you lied, you doped, you lied, you know, you cheated. And he's like, yes. And she goes, haven't we all done that? Haven't we all lied before? And I thought, what a humanizing, empathizing moment. Yeah, we've all lied. Maybe not to that extent in the Tour de France, but we've all lied. We've all cheated in some form. It's a human experience. Doesn't mean it's okay, but how humanizing and normalizing. And why are we going to over villainize this person for doing something we've all done and we'll all probably do again? We have to hold both, you know, he both did that and is also still a good person at the same time. And I thought that was beautiful. And we have to do that with our partners. They're going to harm us, let us down and frustrate us. And they're still the person we loved before we knew that they did that or before that, that, before that thing occurred. And it's both. And that's part of this. How can we stay connected? How can we prioritize that care? Can we not completely turn on someone who gets dysregulated over something disappointing or frustrating? How can we still stay present in our morning, which was going so beautifully and we had so many amazing things coming ahead, but then we got in a car accident and now we're just, everything's bad, but it's, everything isn't bad. That's not real. That's not honest. Own those feelings and experience your disappointment and frustration with the car accident. That's annoying. I'm sorry that happened. It's often expensive. And also the day still is going well and there's other beautiful things happening. It's both. We have to learn how to hold bothness, complexity, the union of opposites. And that's part of this. Um, so we're going to take a moment. And when we come back, we're going to finish up. What is it we have to accept? What is it we have to learn how to let go of? It's probably one of the most psychologically important and difficult things for us to do. We'd love to hold on to things. We love to battle things out. Stick around. More of that to come. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Don't go anywhere, all. Don't go anywhere, y'all. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we are back, and now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, I've just recently figured out that BDSM is something I enjoy. Every time I bring it up to a partner, they're also interested. But I haven't really found someone who wants to explore the same depths that I do. Some of my friends say that unless I go to one of those conferences or find a group, I won't be able to explore that side of my sexuality. Is that true? How do I meet people who have the same ideas and interests as me? I mean, look, whether it's BDSM, sports, uh, art, that's the big question. How do I find people that, sim that have similar interests as I do? Well, we only have so many resources to connect to people. 
So I'm going to make it a non-sexual question because the, the outlets and the, and the options are exactly the same. There are groups and conferences. So your friends are correct. There are special dating apps and there are special social media pages that cater to that. So do a little Googling. I don't want to name them because I don't want to necessarily support them. I, I'm not opposed to them. It's just I'm not that familiar with all of them and they're constantly changing. But yeah, there are dating apps for kinky people and there are like Facebook style social media groups and pages for kinky people. So you need to do that. And I'd also go to some of the conferences or some of the meetups. Um, but that's all you got. You know, other than that, you're at the mercy of whoever you meet. That's how the world works. I have clients that are trying to make friends. I have clients that want to date sober people. And I say to them, find an app that accommodates that or put that profoundly and overtly in your you know, bio on a normal app. Go to meetings or meetups or, or places where you'd find sober people. Same thing with anything sex-related. You know, We use our apps. We use the local environment. And we go online. Because you're asking for something big and complex. You're saying... I want to find someone who has similar interests, but I also want to enjoy being with that person and attracted to them. So that's a pretty complex thing. If it was just friends, you don't have to be attracted to your friends. You just have to have something in common and that's hard enough. And it depends on where you live. If you live in a more rural area where you don't have, well, then you won't have a lot of outlet to a large population of people, period. So that's going to make it even harder. Um, if you live maybe in a more urban environment, well, then you just have generally access to more people. So you're going to have an easier chance finding whatever it is, fill in the blank. Um, so again, when it's in the erotics, well, you're looking for that commonality, but then you also want to be attracted to them, feel safe with them and enjoy them. So that just complexifies. So you got to put the labor in, you know, there's no one go-to place. It just doesn't work like that. People don't work like that. And people are always coming and going within these different spaces, places, and apps. So it's a, a numbers game. You gotta, you gotta hang in there. It's not something you're going to like bang out this weekend, but start putting the work in. Like I said, join some groups, join some pages, change your bio on some of these dating apps and off you go. But your best bet will be to um, have a profile on some of those more sex-seeking apps because people, that's what they're looking for and that's why they generally go on that. Um, and a lot of those apps also really allow you to be more specific with what you're looking for, where they'll ask you what percentage dom you are versus which, what percentage sub. And again, remember you are more than whatever you think you are. Um, it's just you prefer or you're seeking, but also I would try to step into some of that flexibility and fluidity and try alternative positions and roles. I think you will find worth and value in those. These are just abstract concepts and labels. These are not hard definers as to who we are. I want to remind us that. Um, but online media, thank God, is where you're going to find this. Imagine back in the day when you only had access to the people that you could bump into in your local town at a bar or the bowling alley. Good luck. But now you have apps. You can find someone you know, on a sex-seeking app with these specific, you know, specific qualities more locally. So take advantage of it. That's why I love the apps. Um, if you're part of some kind of exploiter or marginalized community, uh, you have a better chance of really typing exactly what you want and finding it. And it connects people and it builds community and it normalizes and it increases confidence. So take advantage of that. It'll give you way more options. But yeah, your friends nailed it. But what's your what's your opposition to your friend's advice, which is my advice? Why was that not good enough? Did you want something easier? It doesn't get any easier than that. Um, so yeah, take advantage of it. Be glad that we live in the time we do. I, again, I don't know what people did in the past. You know, it was bar-based. So you had to find the bar, <laughs> spend time in the bar. I can't stand bars. So anyway, God bless it. Um, I've got a DM for us. Drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Oh, you know, the drill questions, topics, things you want us to hit, circle back to, drop deeper into, and past episodes of the show. Always over at wearechannelq.com. Look for Loveline, click on it. You can binge, post, re listen, and share. Lots of good stuff. 
But as always, we got more to come. So uh, don't go anywhere. Stick around for that. Um, you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. Oh, Rachel, we're back and we're talking about uh, acceptance and letting things go, which are really important psychological processes that we need to have so we can be mentally healthy and also be part of healthy relationships. And we're talking about having conversations, not conflict. Conversations are rooted in the acknowledgement that I'm talking to someone I care about who uh, I really loved and cared about until the conflict happened. I need to care about, love them during the conflict, and I need to continue to love and care about them after the conflict. Both can exist. I can be loving you while hating you at the same time. I can be so happy with you because we had a great day, but I'm also pissed at you at the same time because of something that just happened. And I'm holding both. I'm holding both. You are both. You're a whole object, which means good and bad. But we tend to want to treat people and events as part objects. You're only good or you're only bad, but it's always both. I can be loving my concert and then I spilled something red all over my white shirt. It's still a great day and a great concert and that happened. It's both, but we don't know how to regulate our emotions. We let something happen and we're off and running. But most of the things in our lives are our frustrations and disappointments. They're not level 10s. They're not forms of violence. Level 10 is violence, harm, spilling something, someone cutting you off in traffic, the coffee shop being out of oat milk, your partner forgetting to bring home whatever you ask them to pick up, that's an annoyance and a frustration. I don't care if they always do it. I don't care if you reminded them 10 times. It's an annoyance and a frustration. We have to crank it down. That's a three or four. That's life. Accept. You don't have to say it's okay, but you have to accept it. You don't have to, it's, not, it's not something that you wanted, but you have to accept it. We shouldn't be burning down relationships and harming other people because we're disappointed or frustrated. And I've seen people do it. I can't believe they didn't you know, put their shoes away. And so I'm going to name call and attack and, and harm them and hurt the relationship over a pair of shoes being left out. Are you kidding me? Dear Lord, you must live a very charmed life if you think that's a 10, a pair of shoes being left out. My God, I want your life. Because when you really live in the world, you realize what really are real issues. And we need to crank things down, make them right-sized, and have appropriate responses for the severity of what's happening. That's really important. And that's part of this. We're letting things go because we're not trying for perfect. And if you don't learn how to let some things go, then you are trying for perfect. And perfect doesn't exist. Don't care what you think about this statement, but when someone's let down, uh, some trust was broken, I say, and they'll say to me, how can I learn to trust them again? I say, well, on one hand, they're going to let you down 750 more times over the next couple of years because that is human nature. So how do we both hold someone accountable, but also humanizing that experience? Because again, tonight's topic, I'm not talking about harm or violence. If that's what's happening, please leave the relationship immediately because that person is not safe enough to be brought in or a part of someone's life. Outside of that, we're talking about things that are annoyances and frustrations, which are most of the things that happen in our lives, in our friendships, and in our romantic relationships. And so we're talking tonight about the things we have to accept and allow. We have to learn how to still be someone's best friend or married to them and making room for some things that are annoying and frustrating. We can't pick a fight over everything. But I work with some couples where they make an issue of everything. They are just unwilling to allow some annoyances and frustrations to exist, aka they don't know how to regulate. Everything's a freaking 10. They're, they're a hairpin trigger. And remember, when something occurs, we don't have to respond right away. We can do a step two, which is, what do I want to do with this? What are my choices? And it's called right-sizing it. Based on the severity of what happened, what's the appropriate response on zero to 10? Right-size it. You spilled coffee on yourself, that's a two. 
Someone cut you off in traffic, that's a two. They were out of oat milk, that's a two. These are not tens, <laughs> okay? A 10 is someone killed my dog. Triggering punchy comment, but that's a 10. That's a nine, that's an eight. I don't know how you look at it. Someone keyed my car. Yeah, now we're looking at a five or a six. But again, that might be something we also need to accept and let go of because I don't know who did it. Yes, I don't wanna pay for it. Yes, it's gonna make my day harder but do I want my day to be ruined over an event that there's nothing I can do about? Like I said, I walk out of the house, I expect it to be one kind of weather, I'm prepped for the day, the weather's far different, I'm not happy about it, it's not okay with me, but it's not gonna ruin my morning, I go back and I change my clothes and then I go back and I have my day. We have to be more flexible and adaptive. Learn to be more flexible and adaptive. Everything can't be a big ordeal. We have to learn how to let things go. And that's what we're going to be talking about when we come back is what are some of the key things we need to let go of. I'm giving you permission to let go of these things. I'm giving you permission to try to help someone in your life let go of these things. I'm giving you permission to not crank up and make all these things a 10 because some of these things are just part of life. We're going to be let down by people. Things aren't going to go the way we wanted. The fantasy we had is not going to is not going to be what's going to occur. We have to learn how to roll with things. Otherwise, you're creating your own problems because you're holding on too tightly to what you think should be. Because there are no rules, y'all. There's no rules for anything. It's just preferences. We'd prefer things to be a certain way. And so we're disappointed or frustrated when they don't go that way. But when we live in the world of black and white, we think that there's rules and people are doing things wrong. That's when the intensity spikes. And that's just not true. There are no rules. People are allowed to live their lives in the way that makes sense to them. So we're learning more flexibility. And as we offer that care and compassion to others, we have to offer that to ourselves as well. We're not trying to be perfect. We're not trying to go for 100%. I'm always telling people 70% max. At work, at school, in our lives, chill. Let's breathe. Let's crank it all down. None of these things are really that deep. All right, stick around. We'll be back. Keep talking about letting things go and making room. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around, y'all. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we are back. And uh, we're talking about acceptance, allowing, making room for. And we're really looking at all the things in our lives that we have no control over. And we're trying to just work on our own mental health first. We're not getting worked up about things that we should just be accepting and letting go of. We aren't cranking the knob up. We're right-sizing things. Most things in life that happen are just disappointments and frustrations. And we have to make room for them. We have to allow them. And if you're going to be upset about everything, well, then you're going for perfect. And perfect doesn't exist. And perfect is exhausting to us and those around us. So we're working on flexibility, we're working on adaption, but the key in all this is right size it on a scale of zero to 10 based on what happened, what, what level of intensity is appropriate in our response. And usually it's well below, a, well below a five. A five and above is something that's violent, harm and violence, yeah. And that's rare for what's really happening. Someone upsetting you, disappointing you, frustrating you, something that's annoying, that is well below a five. So we're going to talk about some of the specific things that we need to be letting go of because there are some bold overarching concepts that if we can just put the, put the weapons down and end the battle, our lives will improve. And so will the lives of those around us, but we really sink all the way in. So the first one is needing to be right. Um, there is no such thing as right or wrong. Everyone has a different experience, a different opinion and operates from a different set of boundaries. Um, and the quality of the relationship should matter more. So, whether it's right or wrong, I want you to care more about 
as we're battling this or talking this through, what kind of damage am I doing to myself or this other person or my relationship with them? And that has to mean more. Marriages shouldn't be ending or friendships shouldn't be ending over who's right or wrong over something that's stupid. And it's usually over something that's stupid. So stop trying to be right and instead turn that into an adult skill, which is I'm just trying to be understood. They don't need to agree with me. They don't, I don't need to convince them. I just need to share my experience and my opinion. And they might be like, okay, I understand you now. I understand your opinion. I don't see it that way. I don't agree, but I understand you. And I want people to only seek that. But we tend to want to be right or we want to win. It's such an American value to win, to be right, to be on top. That's gross. That's capitalism being internalized. We need to stop competing with everyone. But again, we're set up from youth. We're competing with people in school for grades. We're competing with people for jobs. We're competing with people for resources. That's why we have so much aggression and violence in our culture because of the system. It's capitalism. We don't get our basic needs met. We don't look out for each other. If we did, the world would be a very different place. A lot of crime is as a result of people not getting their needs met and us not looking out for each other. It's we, 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 we have to fight for what we want and we see everything as a limited resource. Even though the shelves are full, there's tons of apartments and condos sitting empty yet people are unhoused. It's a false construct. And if we actually tried to get along better and we realized we don't have to compete, it would soften everything. So stop trying to battle out whose vision or whose experience is right or wrong and focus on understanding the other person and then saying, okay, great. I get it. I understand. Don't agree, but I get it. I learned more about you. That was intimate. I, you know, we got closer. Let me share you with you my experience because some things aren't ever going to land on a shared unified perspective. They loved the movie. I hated it. It's not about convincing them to like it. It's about just letting them know why I liked it. And they might be like, I hear you. Not my experience. I didn't enjoy those elements, but good to know. And let me tell you about mine, my experience of that. That's the kind of, that's how these discussions should go. Um, <clears throat> that kind of ties into another one, which is who started it. And I work with a lot of couples in conflict where they really want to make it about whose uh, reporting of the situation is correct, AKA who's right. And then also who is the, who is the cause who started it? None of that matters. Cause again, I'm putting them on mute and I'm watching the relationship, and then I unmute and say, you guys are harming the relationship. You have to talk about this better. Yeah, 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 but but he, and I'll say, I'm gonna stop you again. It's not about the facts. I'm not a police officer. I'm not writing a book. I don't care about the actual factual truth. I care about the relational impact, how you are interacting and how you're impacting each other as you're trying to figure this out. It's not about who started it. Um. We talked about the the facts, who, where, what, when, why. Now here's another one we have to let go of, always needing things to be done your way. I see this happen with early dating and early relationships where we want our lives to go on exactly as they have before and we just wanna drop this new person in seamlessly and not be disrupted. If your life and your schedule and all is not disrupted, then you're not actually in a relationship. You're wanting them to accommodate you. But a healthy relationship, they're disrupted, we're disrupted because it's two lives being combined. That ties into it can't be your way. If you're gonna be friends with someone and go on a trip, if you're gonna be friends with someone and cohabitate, if you're gonna move in with someone you're dating or married to, you can't go in thinking it needs to operate my way. Your way, no one's way or no one's preference is more important or meaningful than anyone else's. Just because you want things tidier and cleaner doesn't mean you are correct. It doesn't mean that everything has to go in your direction. I will always say you are both right. How do we get both of your needs met? Is there a way? The cleaner person isn't more correct. There is no rules. No one's correct. It doesn't, in relationships, we don't live in the world of right or wrong or correct. We live in the world of, is it mutually beneficial? Are both of our needs mattering? Do we both feel heard and cared for? How is this impacting the relationship? And that's why it's conversations, not conflict. 
We're talking about it. We're on each other's side. And we keep talking about it until we come up with a solution that's beneficial for both of us. No one's trying to win. It's not about who started it, but things can't just be one person's way. Again, you have to allow some things to be disappointing and frustrating. Otherwise, you want perfect. A perfect doesn't exist. So yes, you might have to deal with some of the rooms in the house not being as tidy or clean as you wanted because perfect doesn't exist and your way isn't the right way or the better way. It doesn't work like that. There literally are no rules. That's not a law. It's a preference and your preferences aren't more important than someone else's preferences. It is not the right way to do it. It's the way you'd prefer to be done. I used to always say it to my mom. She'd be like, that, there's a right way to do this. No, there's not. There's your preference. That's how you want it to be done. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're right. And my needs and my perspectives matter just as much. Both roommates, they're both right. You go away on a vacation with someone, the way you both want to travel is right. You have someone move into your house. It doesn't matter if it's your house. They're moving in. You're both right. How do, we, how do we focus on making sure we both feel safe and happy as we're figuring that out? Um, all right, when we come back, we're gonna finish up the discussion of letting things go and things we need to let go of, and then we'll be doing some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, questions, topics, things you want us to circle back to, drop deeper into. Also, past episodes of the show are over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share. But stick around, y'all. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Don't go anywhere. All right, y'all, we are back and uh, finishing up our discussion on letting go, Oof, acceptance, making room for things, right-sizing things, not letting things that are annoyances or frustrations get cranked up to a 10 and become something that ruins relationships or hurts feelings. We're, we're not going for perfect. Perfect doesn't exist, which means we have to allow some annoyances and frustrations to sustain themselves. Talk about how there are no rules. No one's right. And, and we'll tend, we tend to have these positions. Well, the person that wants a cleaner is correct. No, these are preferences. There are no rules. There literally are no rules. There are no rules. It's preferences. Get familiar with that word. I'd prefer it to be cleaner. And the other person can say, and I'd prefer it not to be. I'm more relaxed and flexible. You're both right. And the solution is something that's beneficial for both of you. But you can't, you can't go for correct. You can't go for your way. Otherwise, you harm the relationship and it doesn't get anywhere. We have to make concessions. We have to be flexible. So we're not trying to be right. We're trying to be understood. We're trying to share. Both of us have different experiences. We just share our perspectives. We acknowledge and allow it to be different and we move on. But we live in a culture where we think we have to win. We have to be right. We're competing with other people. And we take that into our friendships, our family relationships, our romantic relationships. I know you're battling other people for head of the class in school and to get an A. You're battling for people at work for recognition or to get a job or a promotion or whatever it is. I'm sorry that we have to battle everything. I'm sorry that life is nothing but a fight to get our needs met because we have to earn a living. We don't inherently get given one because we're a human. It's gross. It's capitalism. I get it. But we shouldn't be bringing that perspective into our relationships. You're both right. There's room for both of you. We have to soften that, but people expect things to be done. Here's another one. You don't get to tell another adult what to do. And some people think that that's part of a relationship is ownership. And often it gets very gendered where the man thinks he can tell his wife or girlfriend what to wear, who to be friends with, can't be friends with their ex. No, that's not true. And from the door, don't allow someone to tell you what to do. Relationships are about learning about each other. Relationships are about having a companion on our journey. Relationships are about our lives being made better because someone was brought into it. Relationships are about having a support. Relationships are not about having someone tell us what to do or control us, shrink our lives down or make our lives harder or try to own us. Your partner doesn't own you. Your husband doesn't own you. You have a right to upset them and frustrate them and tell them no. 
Your partner doesn't get to tell you what kind of porn you watch or how often you masturbate. Your partner doesn't get to tell you who your friends are. Your partner doesn't get to make you demand that you're home at a certain time. We're adults. Hey, babe, I'm going out with my friends. Tell them where you're going and when you'll be back. And that's it. Babe, I'll be home at 10. See you then. And your partner should be, I love you. Be safe. See you when you get home. And then when you get home, they're like, I'm happy to see you. How'd your time go? That's how it goes. Anything short of that is control and toxicity. Run, run from that. We're learning how to let things go. You don't like your partner being friends with certain people. Great. You don't have to let it go. There's no rules. It's a preference. You'd prefer them not to be, but as an adult, they, they said, I'm okay with that. This is someone I'm, I care for. Great. You don't have to hang out with them. I'm friends with all of my exes and I will continue to see them and spend time with them in all my relationships. I would never let another adult tell me who my friends can be. If you don't trust the person you're with, break up with them and go find someone you trust. But if you're with a healthy adult who you trust, we don't have to set these rules or expectations on them. We don't need to go through their phone or their computer. We build a kind of relationship where no one would want to do anything to harm our relationship or harm us. We talk about things. We own things. We talk about the fact that maybe I don't trust you. We talk about the fact that something is suspect. We own it. We process. Um, I'm trying to think of what else are really important ones to bring up. Things we need to let go of. I love this one. I'm looking at a couple of different articles, expecting things to be fair. Sometimes they're not. We don't go for equality, which is 50-50. We go for equity. What's appropriate for this person? What does everyone need? You know, if someone's working more hours in the day, we don't say, oh, we're both going to have to do the dishes equally. Maybe someone says, I had a lighter day. I'll do them. That's equity. This person needs a little more rest. They had a longer day than I did. You know? Maybe you had a light day at the office and your wife was home all day long with the kids. So you're like, let me cook dinner and do the dishes. She needs the rest. That's equity. What do people need? It's not about fairness. It's not I worked and you work, so we'll both do it. That doesn't even make any sense. It's never evenly distributed. If you like the house cleaner, go clean it. Let your partner do something else that they care more about. But if you're the one who wants it more clean and tidy, be the one who takes care of that. In my last relationship, I cleaned, I did the dishes, and I did the laundry because I had a lot of preferences around that. So I was like, I'm not going to pick a fight and try to get someone to do it my way. I'll just do it. Case closed. Problem solved. Um, but this idea of fairness and equality, it doesn't, nothing in life works like that. It's equity. What makes sense for who this person is and what's possible within our relationship. Um, I think the final one we'll kind of end on is going through the history. We have to let the history be history. We want to learn from it. We want to be accountable to what, what has happened, but we can't keep living in the past. Can't keep bringing it up. Can't keep throwing it in someone's face. We have to accept and allow that is what happened. And now we're moving forward. And as a result of what we learned through what has happened in the past, how can we be different? What are our expectations? What do we need? What do we need to be aware of? That's what adults do. They live in the present. Even good therapy tends to be very present-centered. Well, here we are. <laughs> what do we want to do about everything? Let's move forward. Let's not safely hide in over-processing and analyzing the past because that doesn't change the future and it doesn't necessarily even dictate as to what needs to be done in the present or the future. So let's just live in the moment and, and work with what we can, which is what we choose to do moving forward, behaviorally, our perspective, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Coming up next, we're going to do some DMs. Got a DM for us? Question you want answered? Helping others as you're helping yourself? Always anonymous, always confidential. Put those in uh, the DMs on our Loveline IG page, along with uh, any topics you want us to hit, anything you want us to circle back, drop deeper into. And as always, past episodes are over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share because it's all about repetition, unlearning, and relearning. But stick around, more to come. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, y'all, we are back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, my name is Alicia. My partner of 10 years just recently expressed the desire to hook up with other people. Decade. It's a long time to be with one person, one person only, you know. Uh, remember, our limit, our partner's sexual limits become our limits when we're monogamous. Whatever they don't want to do comes off the table. Whatever we don't want to do comes off the table, and we do whatever's left over. And sometimes that's a wealth of things, and sometimes it's very limited. If When they're interested, great. When they're not, maybe we're at a loss. So... I, I value that 10 years in, um, the magic might've died or you might've not kept it alive or, you know, uh, you have more interest in some of the things you weren't able to do with this partner. It happens back to your question. We've been together since we were 22 and now we're 32. See, you missed a lot of sexual relational developmental milestones. I don't think people should be getting in serious committed monogamous relationships in their twenties. I think you should be spending that time dating a lot of people, learning about yourself, learning about boundaries, learning about courtship. Um, having a lot of sex, learning who you are sexually by having sex with different people, different genders. Yeah, I want everyone to try having sex with their same gender, different gender. Doesn't mean you're gay. You can come back and say, I'm straight, I was exploring, or maybe you are bi and you find that out. Um, different sexual experiences, engaging different parts of our bodies. These are developmental milestones. It's a beautiful thing. Um, and you missed out on that from 22 to 32. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Maybe you're thinking it's time. Back to your question that you said, I've offered to try threesomes. But they said they wanted to explore themselves on their own. That's pretty valid. You know, I appreciate that when we say let's do a threesome, it's an attempt to uh, reduce our own anxiety and maintain some sense of control. I'll be in the room. I'll be able to monitor things. It's a false construct. You still see things that make you uncomfortable. You still have to witness your partner at times, you know, being vulnerable or engaging in things with them that they don't with you. So it's a little bit of a false construct that if I'm in the room, it's safer. Not necessarily, but I appreciate it. Or maybe you're just turned on by imagining them with someone else. But then make that need known. You know, anyway, back to your question. 
Uh, they want to support it on their own. That's valid. That's how I am socially, at least. I like to see my friends alone. When I'm dating someone, I don't bring them every time I hang out with a friend. That gets in the way of my intimacy with my friends. I want to just talk to them about us, you know? So anyway, uh, back to your question. You said that that uh, I mentioned threesomes. They want to explore on their own. That is doesn't mean anything changes between us, just that they want to explore deeper sexual desires. But why can't they do that with me? Well, my bigger question is why do they need to do it with you? Why should they do it with you? what's that about? It's probably anxiety, you know, and control. I get it. But why would they want to do it without you for the same reason? They don't want you to be a part of everything. They don't want to shower with you. They might want to go to the gym alone. They might want to go out with their best friend for coffee alone because sometimes they don't want to have to be in a relationship symbolically. Sometimes they want deeper intimacy with the thing or person or place in front of them. This is what I mean by some toxic relational norms. We think in relationships that we should be brought into everything. No, people still get to honor all their identities. Sometimes they don't want to be part of relationality and they want to just be with their friend. Sometimes they want to go visit their family alone and just be a son again with their mom and not have to accommodate your needs or your thoughts or your feelings. I advocate for people in relationships or marriages to spend time alone. I advocate powerfully for people in relationships and marriages to still see their friends alone at times and to go visit their family alone at times. A hundred percent. So why do you need to be a part of it is my bigger question. Not why do they need to do it alone? That makes sense to me. Why do you feel the need to be a part of it? They want experiences without you. And that's a healthy part of life. Back to your question. You said it's been 10 perfect years. Healthy. Is this just the start of a downfall and will eventually break up? No, it doesn't have to if you can honor this, but it will be if you feel the need to assert yourself into everything. It will be if you don't validate what it is they're looking for. It will be if you don't go up against your anxiety and try to find a way to give them what they want. I value that they're, that they're honestly and confidently and transparently coming to you, telling them what they need and letting you be a part of that. Some people make that decision behind their partner's back and they just go do it. So first you should say to your partner, thank you for respecting me enough to tell me. Thank you for caring enough about us to ask for what you need so we can stay together. This is the, your partner trying to stay with you by saying, I want you to know what I want to do and I want to do it while still with you. So this is a sign of interest and trust. Value that because of the way they're approaching it. I think it's safe to say, let's try that for you. Dishonor that anxiety need to be a part of it and try to honor that this is the kind of person you want to allow that with because of how honest and transparent they're being about it. It's a good sign. All right, y'all, that is our show. Um, past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Check that out. Put some uh, questions if you got them in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. But uh, we got to go. So as always, y'all, thanks for hanging out with me. Y'all enjoy the rest of your night. Have a good night. See y'all soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 